Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, guys. Welcome to Unleashed Your Brand. Excited to have you all here. We have Nancy here, a comedian. She is your social media Sherpa. And we also have Jeff J. Hunter, the savage marketer here. And we're going to get down with understanding how stories can really help your business grow. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, welcome, Jeff. Welcome, Shiley. How are you both? Amazing. So great to be here. Yeah. Now, before we get started, I am hearing a little feedback. Are anyone else here? Yes. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> That's it happens. Is this better? Did it yeah. go away? I'm not hearing it right now. Are you hearing it? Yeah. It's I don't. Little, but it's a little in the background. Maybe is it me? I don't know. Maybe. Can you put headsets on? Would that help? Yeah, I could do that. Let's do that. I don't yeah. like them, but I'll put them on for you. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> Look, second, that. We're adaptable entrepreneurs. That's one of the best things uh, is that when stuff happens, we can figure it out. And that's the joy of we're live television. That's right. You know. <laughs> Let me see if this works now. Oh, uh, I love it. There we go. All so, right. All the viewers. Boom. <laughs> well, today we're going to talk about an important topic, and I don't think it gets a le- enough um, coverage, and that is the power of storytelling. It is so necessary to really grow your business and really connect with your potential customers. And uh, no one does it better, I think, than Shiley and Jeff. Oh. Yeah, both of you do amazing work with it. I see the way you explode online, really connect with your audience, but it's because of the use of storytelling. So um, I'm going to start with you, Jeff, first. Share a little bit about your backstory first, and then we'll go on with this juicy topic. Well, I guess, you know, I've always been in in IT, and I've never really been, you know, I wouldn't consider myself a storyteller or anything like that. 
But what's really interesting is that when I left the corporate world, pretty much my entire life was in the corporate world or, or even the public sector. I worked in the government for four years. Wow. You know, I, I never really had to tell stories. You know, I just I connected with people. It's always been about people. And, you know, I've led virtual teams and in-person teams and things like that. But it wasn't until I left into the entrepreneurial space when I realized how important it was to really build strong connections with people. And the best way to do that with someone who you don't know, who who doesn't work for you and has to listen to you, oh, yeah. <laughs> is, is to actually be a good storyteller. And, to, and the, the crazy part was I didn't even know I, you know, like I didn't even realize that I was a good storyteller until, you know, probably later in life. But it, I think it all starts back to um, when you think about like I, we, any of you in Girl Scouts, any of you girls? I wasn't. Were you? Were you, Shiley? I was not. Okay. Well, I was a boy. I was a Boy Scout, and uh, we used to go on these outings. And you guys probably had slumber parties with your friends when you were kids. Right. Right? No, we did. We did okay. do that. We did do that. All right. All right. <laughs> you know it. Because because for sure, what I've realized is that like for me as a Boy Scout, like I always love telling scary stories and. <laughs> Whoever told the scary stories the best, like they were the cool kid, right? Yeah. And like everybody wanted to be around the cool, like, oh, Jeff, tell that story, right? Tell the story. <laughs> so it's funny, though, because the more I grow and the more mature I get, the more important it is that I've realized to go back to the basics of our, our childhood instincts. You know, kids don't usually, you know, they don't hold back any punches, yeah. you know? Um, they'll tell you how it is and you can learn a lot from, from kids because I feel like as, as adults, we've kind of like grown barriers and filters to things that we see and perceive. And I feel like it's so important that how we tear those barriers down and start building relationships with people is through the power of storytelling. Wow. That is so powerful. Yeah. I think that's totally true. What I noticed uh, as a kid is you didn't worry about how is the story going to be perceived? Am I being authentic or not? You just were. Kids are totally naturally authentic. What do yes. you think on it? <laughs> oh, they are not judgmental at all. And I think that's one of the most magical things, but also one of the saddest things that we as adults corrupt them. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I, I don't know if we talked about this, but my background is actually in education. So this was oh. a real thing. And I think part of the reason why I love kids so much is because they don't judge me. Mm -hmm. And they, they embrace the goofy, crazy fun adventurer that I am. And I love that. And adults, they see something they don't like and they judge. Uh, but to add to the storytelling amazingness that you shared, one of the things I always tell students when I'm doing like a LinkedIn training for them is that telling a story about your experience is way better than saying, I know how to use Excel or I know how to make a graphic on Canva. Like that's cool. But like a lot of people can do that. Tell me about a story where the person you were working with was really clustered and confused and uh, like, and then you save the day because you figured out to use this, this, and this together. Like that shows leadership skills. It's not just like you do a skill. It's like you can give somebody something they can visualize. So I'm always telling students to go do that. That's a little taste of how I feel about storytelling. Yeah. Well, you know, just to add to that too, I think as an adult, we find out the storytelling has a different purpose. See? When we're kids, when we're kids, we want to entertain people, right? Like, 
my son, who I, <laughs> my wife and I threaten him all the time that his first day of school, we're going to make him go in a clown suit because he always oh. wants to make everybody laugh at him. So oh. we're just going to go ahead and give him a head start, right? He wants mm -hmm. to act like a fool, then we're going to let him dress like one, right? Oh. <laughs> and it's funny, though, because my son is that guy. He's the storyteller, and, and he'll make up fibs and lies and stories, and, you know, because he wants to make people, he wants to feel cool. And he and to and as a young kid, one of the ways to feel cool is to just tell stories that people are like, wow, like, you know, that feeling when people look at you and they're interested. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the moral of the story is whether you're nine years old, who my son turned his birthday party is tomorrow, nine years old. Oh, happy birthday. Uh, yeah. Or you're 39 years old, which I'll be next month. Happy birthday. <laughs> um, yeah. happy birthday. Um, it's still the same. You know, the, the story is actually to draw people in, is to draw mm -hmm. people to you. It's, it's to invoke a reaction from people. Mm -hmm. And it's hopefully to make people actually enjoy making people interested in you. That's the key. If you want people to be interested in you, then you have to be interesting. <laughs> yes. And people don't ever share those fun things about them that make them interesting. It's so you're hundred percent right. It's, it takes a little bit of a, an experience to, to share the thing that's special about people. It, it, anyway, I love what you just said. That's what I'm trying to say. I love it. I yeah. agree. Yeah. It's so true. And you know, what's interesting. I think not only does it uh, can, you know, get you, if you're interested, get people to pay attention to you, but it really builds connection. Uh, what I find when I first meet people and you just start telling your life story, oh, where'd you come from? What do you do for work? Or, you know, what are your hobbies? Uh, with with that comes stories. Oh, I love fishing. And last month I went, I fished, I got the biggest fish ever. <laughs> you know, but people can relate to that because they have their own hobbies or things that excite them and they want to see what, what excites you and it makes you more real. Yes. Yeah, you know what's interesting, Shiley and Jeff? Yes. And tell me if you've had this experience. When I first got started, I had a podcast that was called 101 Mistakes and When I Learned in Business. The whole point of it was to just share my mistakes and then here's my lessons I learned from it. And people really took to it, but my friends were like, oh no, people are going to think you're a loser. You do everything wrong. You made all these mistakes. And, but that was not what happened. I, it, it seems to me that people regardless if you're not perfect they they want to see a real person and if you show your flaws people will be much more willing to um feel more comfortable with you yes 100 percent. and i love what you're hitting at because the question i wrote down before we had this call was like yeah. did you ever share anything vulnerable on a podcast and you totally i love it we're on the same page here i had a moment just like that where i did a interview with these two awesome guys uh on their show and it was business but it was also very personal and i shared something on their show told this entrepreneur life i think it was called amazing show and they asked me this like they asked me a question and i ended up sharing something i never shared on the air or even with any of my friends that i had like a period of like three months where i was using credit cards because i couldn't take care of my situation i was in a really rough spot where i like my clients had dried up and i was making very little mm -hmm. and i shared it on the air and it scared the junk out of me that i did it and the one clip they decided to audiogram was me sharing that secret right. and it ended up doing really well on social media mm -hmm. and it made me think maybe i need to be a little bit more personal online mm -hmm. and share some of this stuff and even just this week i'm working on a storytelling event i shared the secret that i was going to share on stage with two people and the first thing they did 
-hmm. is they shared their own experiences is that it made it easier for them to be vulnerable about something that they can relate to. And mm -hmm. that me too moment, mm -hmm. I mean, me too, the movement, but also like, <laughs> Hey, I can relate me too mm -hmm. is everything. It's, it makes them see you themselves in you and yeah. you can't do that unless you share. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a perfect example of that is I have one of my clients, her name is Kathy Karabetsos. Um, we Love started, her. She's awesome. You know Kathy, right? Yeah, okay. she's been on okay. my show. She's great. Oh, yeah. good. So funny enough, the story's about her. Um, so we started working on her own personal brand, like I want to say three years ago. Mm. And uh, she was very reluctant to talk about herself. You know, mm. every time she talked, it was always about her call center, QCSS. And uh, I put together this little video branding workshop where I had, you know, some of my top clients basically fly out to San Francisco. I rented this crazy mansion on the beach in San Francisco for like 1500 bucks a night. And, uh, and I, and I hired this awesome videographer yeah. <laughs> myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is before any of that stuff. I didn't have a videographer back then, yeah. um, but I had a really nice camera. I have one of those uh, Canon C100s. It's like a $7,500 camera. Nice. So, I come out there and of course the whole time she just wants to talk about her business. And I'm like, look, let's draft up some of the cool stories that you've gone through. And she's like, Oh, she was so afraid of being vulnerable and telling her story. And I said, well, how did you start QCSS? Like, let's go back, you yeah. know? And then she's like, well, I, and I said, okay, well, did you have call center experience before you didn't just wake up one day and start a call center? And she goes, Oh my gosh, Jeff, you wouldn't even believe the story. You know, I used to work at a call center for like four years and I, the, the boss was, you know, asking for feedback about how we can make things better, things we don't like about work. Mm -hmm. You know, she, it was solicited. She asked for feedback and I went into her office and I told her about some things I didn't like at the office that I think should be improved. And I was very respectful and, 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 you know, I just, you know, I wasn't, and, and then she fired me and had me escorted out of the building. Whoa. And I was, like, I was like, that's the story. Yeah, right? and That's that that prompted wow. why she cares. Well, see, and, I didn't know that, and that that just makes you that much more interested in how right? you became so successful. That's awesome. Yes. And, and, and here's the crazy part. So we record this video. It's only like a minute and a half video. It's like ninety seconds. And she's like, "I was twenty three years old. I had been working at a call center for several years, and the boss asked. And basically, she told the story, and she says, and I went and basically cried in her car." And she told herself that she was she was never going to ever treat her people like that, that she was always going to be open to her people and they could tell her anything and she would treat them with dignity and respect. And she and so basically and she said, basically, I started the call center right then and there. And here it is 28 years later. And you know what the crazy part is her sharing the story about getting fired. We posted that video on her LinkedIn account and she had like 500 connections back then. And that one video went viral, hundreds wow. of thousands of views. Wow. And, and ironically, I was at a mastermind pitching some branding services when she started messaging me saying, Hey, I'm going viral. Like while I was in my, <laughs> What a great like, marketing awesome. moment. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, awesome. and, the, and the craziest part is that lo and behold, now she has like, you know, and I, I want to say she had like 20,000 comments on that thing. There's so many people that can relate to this. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many people have been fired for sticking up for themselves at work? How many people have been fired because they were trying to do something good with good intentions? Mm -hmm. Or how many people have been fired just because they have a, 
uh, uh, I'll keep the word out. You can fill in the blank and then put the word boss after it. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone can relate to that. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, that that is hardcore. And see, I think that's what people forget. They they want to look perfect. And this is the downside of social media. It's a blessing and a curse. A, a couple of years ago or many years ago when I joined, I noticed everyone was trying to look perfect. I've got a billion clients. Look at my sports car and my plane. And, you know, maybe they went to the airport, stood in front of an airplane and stood in front of someone's sports car, whatever. The point is they're trying to look a certain brand, a certain thing that they think will attract people. And it doesn't because people can see right through that. They're like, that's not real. I can't. No, hundred percent, 100%, 100%. It's your car, you know, but <laughs> you, you know, what? it's funny that you brought that up. If I don't know if you're able to put that so that people, if they can see this, they can see just my, it's, I'm going to pull, I'm going to hold my phone up. Okay. But I posted about this today. Get out. Okay. Just today. Um, like mine. Four, hour, four hours ago, I made this post. Four mm -hmm. hours ago, I made this post. And uh, it's probably going to take, I don't know if people can see this, but I'll, I'll read it as well. But basically, it says, okay. my mom wanted to take it for a ride. <laughs> Everywhere we went, people were following us and wanted to take pictures. My mom was afraid to drive it. I think her average speed was 17 miles per hour. <laughs> And I actually didn't want to post this because I don't want to be that guy who posts pictures of himself with sports cars and stuff. No one in my family's ever made money. It's a strange feeling with guilt attached to it. Like I'm not worthy. Like I'm afraid of being judged. But seeing the look on my mom's face. Getting emotional. <clears throat> made me realize how far we've come. And how many people I've been able to help. It's true what Napoleon Hill says that literally... Uh, the fastest way to succeed, oh, that you can succeed best and quickest is by helping others to succeed. And I just put a little uh, nine-second video of my mom driving my sports car. Oh, we'll see. And, um, Boom. But see how I was able to post the sports car? Yeah. But actually, I felt guilty. I didn't want to post the sports car. But yeah. what I wanted to share was the moment of my mom mm -hmm. so excited to see her, yeah. her son have success. And it was something that my, my family's, no one in my family's ever been able to afford something like that, you know? Well, see, that that's real. And people can see and feel that. But you just, you know, you know what I'm talking about, Jeff. When someone's out mm -hmm. there and they're just like, oh, I, I never, you know, my business is always super, super rocky. Yeah. And then you find out their marriage is on the rocks. They have <laughs> zero money. In fact, they're about to go to yeah. foreclosure. And it really people can't help you and you can't help them if you do for one don't start with where you're at and telling the truth where you're at and just being real because yeah. people can relate yeah to you. yeah you know 100%. like the other side of the story which is people have no idea that two weeks ago i lost one hundred eighty nine thousand dollars on an investment well, <laughs> right yeah, yeah. like well, you're it, gonna come it, back yeah right. but see that's the thing like i i this is what's beautiful about being an entrepreneur and like once you finally get it like once you finally like hunker down and you figure out like what you're good at and you know how to create value, you always know how to make more money. So I've become more risky, right? Mm -hmm. Like my risk adverseness has gone down. Like I actually feel I can take more chances because I'm not afraid of the loss because I know I know I can make more money, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. And that that's a feeling that I think a lot of people don't ever get to feel because a lot of people are clinging on for just like financial security and stuff. Yeah. And, and it's really interesting too, because if people would just focus on giving a really awesome product and then telling really amazing stories about how that product's 
come up or how that product helps other people. Like yes, two more ways to, to, to use storytelling. Like we talked about Kathy earlier, how that business came about and then how other people are using your product or service. Like just huge. the storytelling huge. is such a critical piece of like everything we do. Yes. One of the biggest ones I see all the time is when I, I ask, I tell clients, like, do you have any client stories of client wins that you've had? Even with my own too, right? Mm -hmm. If I share a story about success, just like you did with your client, it makes it easier for future people to, to make connections that you, with their story, to relate to someone else's experience. It's just like theirs. And mm -hmm. it helps them, again, that me too moment of like, oh yes, I can relate mm -hmm. to this particular client. Maybe I'm a good fit too. Mm -hmm. I, I wanna echo something else you said, cause this needs to be like heard over and over and over again, Jeff, uh, is the thing about, like, like you said, you were talking about the woman that you both know who shared her story. Like every time I work with a client, that is the first thing I do pull out their story. Cause no one ever talks about how they got there, but that's what we all bond to because it isn't just another shoe company. Um, it isn't just another luggage company. There's a reason I watch how uh, anyone watch how I built this, like every product that's ever showcased, I like want to go buy and like have in my house. This podcast literally tells you like the terrible stuff somebody had to go through before their product made it to where it is today. And it makes me want that thing because I know how much heart and soul it took to actually build that thing as special as it is. Just like you said, that high quality product, like if you know what it took to get there, then you can value it so much more. So always say, why did you get into what you do? Easiest and, and, thing. And and here here's the most impactful thing about what I was trying to share with you guys. Please. Is is how people react. Is how people react. If you read the comments, like here's a client right here. I've got a client on here. Mm -hmm. This one client is a $42,000 a month retainer. Just this one client. For sure, he's mm -hmm. a massive his name's Austin. And mm -hmm. he wrote an essay. Like this is the guy who's pretty much paid for this car, right? Mm -hmm. And he says Guilt for busting your ass for years and building a great company. The shiny benefits of success like this don't always show the painful 20 hour days or money loss that it took to get to that point that a dream car is now a reality. But most people like myself see those cars and wonder what business you're in because I know you've reached a benchmark of success that's hard to attain and more curious than jealous. You earned it, brother. And everyone knows any everyone who knows you is well aware that this isn't an overnight thing. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. And, and it's not, and that's not, I mean, I have dozens of comments on it and they're not and they're They're not like congrats. They're like thoughtful comments. And I think yeah. that that is something that's really important. And those are the types of, that's the effort that we should be putting into building relationships because mm -hmm. people are always, they just want that other interaction with other people. Like, and that's why people always ask me like, Oh, do you, Jeff, do you ever post on your, you know, do you post on your Facebook page or your Facebook profile? I was like, I'm always posting on my personal profile because people like to do business with people. Yeah. And even though you don't go to, you don't go and expect to speak to Elon Musk when you buy a Tesla, you're interested in his story. Mm -hmm. Tesla sells vehicles because Elon Musk has a crazy story. Yeah. Their product isn't even that good, actually. You I've, know, like, I've seen the TikToks. It's rough. Yeah. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. If, you, if you look at their quality assurance, it's not that great. But you know what? People love the concept, the idea, the futuristic pace. Elon Musk is a very interesting person. He has lots of great stories, yeah. you know, and he doesn't – He and, and his – Elon Musk sent – he was ahead of everybody. He sent one of his cars into space before Jeff Bezos, before – 
right? Yeah. Richard Branson. He yeah. was up in space before those guys. He set a car like out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, he's a very forward, not scared of risk. And and people are like, hey, I, they're attracted to that because people more than anything want to go out there and have what Elon has or other successful people, but often they're scared of not succeeding. They're scared of falling. And it, it goes along with the ride. You're going to fall. Like you mentioned, you had a deal that went kaput, but you've also had awesome deals that afforded you that wonderful car. Um, but yeah, what do you say to someone out there who's getting started and they say, I don't have a good story. No one wants to hear what I have to say. How do oh. you Yeah, I know. I hear oh. that. The, like, the youth, the young women, they're like, they don't validate any of their lived experience when they're talking about themselves for their career. I'm like, no, I didn't get paid for this. It wasn't full time. It wasn't a job. I'm like, tell me about a charitable thing that you did. Tell me about where you volunteered. Tell me about how you fixed a problem on a group project. There's so many things that people don't validate as yeah. stories, right? And, and what I do is I always pull it out of them because they don't even realize it till someone says, hey, that's really cool. Do you, yeah. Jeff, I know you have a thoughts on this too. I mean, I have a saying that everyone has a good story, but most of them suck at telling it. There you go. Um, That's a real one. It's, it's real. You know, we all have amazing stories that we just aren't good at telling. And, mm -hmm. and I think that one of the things that I've learned from my mentor, if you guys don't know who Dan Clark is, follow his. He's just an incredible person. He's, one, he's like one of the, the main sponsor of main writers of the, the Chicken Soup for the Soul. Oh, um, I read a lot of those books. <laughs> yeah. Dan Clark is an incredible man. And I want to say back in 2017, he really helped me out. And I was barely starting out as a speaker. I think, matter of fact, 2017 was my first year I ever spoke at all. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was in the VIP room because one of my clients, Scott Duffy, who I was working for Entrepreneur at the time, um, was launching a book called Breakthrough. And I was helping, I was there because he was speaking there and I was helping him. So I had access to all these speakers and stuff in the back. And Dan Clark was there and I saw a couple of his books uh, laying on the table, <laughs> which I swiped. <laughs> and I actually went up to him because I wanted to be, I wanted him to sign the books for me. You know, I was like, yeah, cool. Um, but then I went up to him and I saw it was about 10 minutes before he was about to speak. And I said, hey, Dan, I said, uh, really looking forward to hearing you speak today. He was closing the event. So like the last 90 minutes of the thing was his talk. Like he was the last one, you know. And I went up to him and I just said, hey, Dan, I said, uh, what are you going to talk about, man? What's your I'm excited to, to learn more about it. And he only said, I don't know yet. Mm. And me coming from the corporate world and project management world, like, dude, I would have to have slides up. You know, I, mean? like, <laughs> I would no way I could stand on stage for 90 minutes and, and not know what I was going to talk about. Yeah. And I, of course, I had to dig deeper. And I said, man, I, I couldn't do it. And he uh -huh. said, oh, yeah. He goes, are you a speaker? And I said, well, no, but, you know, maybe one day. And he goes, aspiring speaker, huh? And he goes, well, let me tell you a little advice. Mm -hmm. I said, all right. Oh, what? And he says, he got well, me hooked here. What was really interesting was he actually asked me questions about myself. He said, what do you do? And I told him about the virtual teams and how I love copywriting and stuff like that. And why I knew who he was because of my copywriting. And he was like, okay, okay. Well, I got a couple ideas. I got a couple stories for you. But um, before that, I just want you to think about something. And I'm like, all right. And he says, what I want you to think about is when you go up on stage, and you already have something planned and you got a website, you've already been here and you've seen a bunch of speakers before me, right? I said, yeah. And he goes, you see a bunch of them have PowerPoints? I'm like, yeah. 
and he goes, let me ask you a question. The last speaker you saw the PowerPoints, what, what, what was on those PowerPoints? <laughs> and I, I couldn't even tell him, right? <laughs> Which was his point, right? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, okay. Truth be told, I get it. He goes, now, when I'm out there, I want to share with you a story. I'm going to share stories. And I was like, okay. And he goes, look, think of all the stories in your life and how they can be used to get a reaction out of somebody. Just like we talked about in the beginning of this call, right? Right from the very beginning, we talked about like, what is the purpose of the story? Is it yeah. to make them feel compassion? Is it to relate to you? Is it to help motivate them? And he says, the person before me might have hit the ball in the sand and I'm coming out there with a story that is a, you know, that that's a driver and I'm not going to be able to hit that ball with the driver. He says, think about all your stories as clubs. Mm -hmm. Think about all your stories in that bag of clubs and you're going to go up on stage and you're going to use the club that you need to get the result that you want. Nice. And that blew my mind. Mm -hmm. And when I went up there, I, I went back, ran to the audience and he started speaking and he was just like the stories just drew you in and and wanted you just it was just such an incredible moment. And it was funny because the whole time that he was telling these stories in my head, I was thinking, man, I, just the respect level went so high because he didn't plan any of this. He didn't plan to talk about any of this stuff. He read the audience. Yeah. He figured out what needed to be done. He engaged and looked at what the audience needed and he gave them what they needed. And I think that that's the real lesson about storytelling that's so critical is that you've got to have your stories formulated and finalized. All his stories, by the way, he wasn't prepared. He was very prepared. He had all this. He had all his stories. They were ready to go. He was like a samurai pulling them out. You know what I'm saying? He was ready to go. It's the best. So, but, but the thing is, he, he didn't know which one he was going to use. Right. He didn't know which one he was going to use. But every single tool, every single club in his box was ready to go and ready to hit that ball. Yes. Wow. This is a true master. That That is amazing. You've just given a wonderful gift to the audience. That's just how to get started. Find out your stories, get them formulated, get them really down pat. So wherever you are, even in an interview, I, I remember several years ago, I'm in an interview. Why should we hire you? I, they had a specific problem. I linked it to a past story of something I did. Yes. Like, Boom, you're hired. So yes. it's the same thing in business. So this has been fascinating. I know we could go on for hours, guys. But hours. I, <laughs> hours. But I want everyone to find out where they can find out more about you, Jeff J. Hunter, and more about you, Shiley. Uh, how, first, let's start with Jeff. How can they find out more yeah. about you? Uh, JeffJHunter.com. And actually, I'm finally Google verified. So now if you... Go into Google and type in Jeff, the letter J and Hunter. You'll see like my little knowledge panels, what they call it on the side. And I even have, I'm a, a verified influencer now. So I have my own little oh. videos that pop up and stuff. I know it's crazy, right? <laughs> um, Dan, Dan is very proud by the way. It's funny because I haven't, I, uh, it's funny because I, I don't know if it's the law of attraction or what it is. I don't believe in coincidences, so it has to be something. But um, Dan has gone to two different masterminds that I've been at, and they're separate, separate masterminds. And he just happened to show up at two different masterminds over the years. So I think he's in my life for a reason. Oh. And then funny enough, uh, if you guys have the Clubhouse app, 
I went on Clubhouse for the first time, you know, like a month or two ago. Oh, you just got on? Well, Finally. Well. Yeah. So I got on Clubhouse and then I went on Clubhouse and I just happened to go into a room that one of my friends was in. And guess who was speaking? Dan Clark. And it was a storytelling thing. And it was funny because Dan recognized me and he called me up and I shared my story about how he shared his story. So I was I was telling the story and told you guys, right? So yeah. and he knew right away that. By the way, the story I told you guys, I've told that story dozens of times now. Hmm. I've perfected that story. It's marketing for you, marketing for him. It's impactful. I'm moved. Right. And it teaches you guys something. Like that's a story you guys are going to remember forever, right? That's right. You're not going to remember the PowerPoint slides. You're going to remember that story that I shared with you, right? So I'm going to echo this and then uh, introduce myself a little bit too. But it's stories have the ability to change the hearts and minds of people, just like you've done for all of us here today with you and your content, all that kind of stuff. That is the most amazing thing. They change the hearts and minds of people. This is why nonprofits love their, some of the best storytellers. So emphasis to all of that. I love that you're sharing your stories and other people's stories too, because they stay with us. Uh, to learn more about my world, you can go to YourSocialMediaSherpa.com, where I also give you access to some great LinkedIn profile examples and other goodness uh, and inspiration to get your marketing lined up uh, with your people. So that's a little bit about me. It's been a great show. You're an amazing host, Christina. I'm so thrilled to be a part of these experiences. Well, I'm blessed to have you here. And also, <laughs> Jeff, thank you so much, both of you, for coming to Unleash Your Story, which is just what we talked yes! about today on Savvy Broadcasting. Thank you so much for coming today, both of you. Thank yes. you, guys. It has been unleashed. Yes. <laughs> like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more Savvy episodes and Savvy Biz Tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com. 